Okay, test test me away. What do you want me to test? The sound usually. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought it meant your patience. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that's all full of lies. So many lies, baby. The great lies. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, why are you lying to me? Right now, specifically? Yeah. Why are you lying? Well, I did tell you that you were talented. Well, that'll do it for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) That was the meanest answer I could think of. It was the only answer I could think of, to be fair. Oh, man. Steven, you are talented. Looks like we're going to have to find a new co-host. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, Steven. That was so mean. What's up with you? How you just got cast in a show. You don't, you're talented. You know you're talented. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm good. Uh, we played D&D last night, we which did. is I had a good time with. We got to the end of my prep, so like towards the end of the session, I was a little bit... I know you were like, you were drunk, and like we we're drinking and playing D&D. I wasn't drunk. Oh, sure. I mean... I don't think anyone else was drinking, I was me, but hosting. other people were drinking. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, a couple people were a little stoned. Um, but no, really, towards the end, I wasn't struggling because I was intoxicated. I was struggling because we. <laughs> I was trying to prep on the fly with the module book and be like, okay, I read this, but I didn't <laughs> expect us to get this far. I'm running out of information. Yeah, so I'm trying to read and pick things out at the same time as things are happening. That'd be how D&D works. Yep. <laughs> I also, to be perfectly honest, didn't expect you guys to go there at night, which they do have a thing for. Mm. But I had I had thought that you guys would be like, yeah, we'll go, we'll go in during the day and like, act like we're patrons and not like... All right, let's break in. Well, that would be the smart thing to do, Jared. I should know better. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, that's oh. fun. What are you doing today, Stephen? Uh, honestly, just had some chill time. I am toward the end of my PlayStation. Like, the, every game console had their, like, yearly membership thing now. Oh, yeah. So I was toward the end of my PlayStation Plus membership, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to upgrade for, like, the... They allow you to split the cost of what, like... If you're upgrading to the next plan, you don't have to pay for the entirety of the plan just for the amount of days that are left in your current plan. Okay. So instead of paying, like, oh, it would have been $40 was the difference, I paid, like, 15 Okay. Uh, anyway, so I was just, like, scrolling through a bunch of games, and I'm like, oh... I'm gonna play a little bit of this, play a little bit of that. It was kind of fun. You still haven't played Disco Elysium. I. Jared? Jared, don't look at me like that. You're like, oh, I got nothing to play. I'm gonna. That's not true. I have many things to play. That's fair. Um, also, I wanna bring up that your entire back deck is just gone. Yeah, it's gone. I came here one day and the back door had a sign that said, do not open, and I looked out the window and the three story <laughs> deck. That connected all of your condos was just gone. Correct. They are rebuilding our back tech, and it needed to be. It was. It was in bad shape. It was in bad shape. 
So, I just love that it's like a fucking silent movie out there. Like, you could just walk out the door and fall three stories. Yeah, I just imagine, like, you walk out, and then you do that thing where you take a few steps, and then you look down, you look back up, you hold a sign saying, help, and then you fall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the world operates on Looney Tunes logic. Correct. That's the way to do it. Speaking of things to do, emails. If you want to email us, feel free to do so. Send us an email, SurvivorTBT at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Reddit, u slash SurvivorTBT. Jumping through, we have a, a few emails. We have one from Tyler. Tyler has some background information on Alicia. Okay, great. Yeah, going we, back through the uh, in deeper for where are they now. Mm-hmm. Although, keep in mind, she does come back next season. So Cor- if there's anything... Yes, correct. So I'm just going to... Uh, I think... In 2002, Alicia hosted the World's Strongest Man and World's Strongest Woman competition on ESPN, and once hosted a special on Antarctica in April of that year for the Outlook Outdoor Life Network. Okay, I've never heard of that before, but I have watched the World's Strongest Man competition. That was that was some fun stuff. Those are wild. He's like pulling cars and shit. Yeah, they're just like, hey, we're gonna strap you to this bus. Go on. Here's some giant rocks. Pick them up. Be Sisyphus. Yeah. Here's a keg. Throw the keg over a giant hoop. Like, that's some stupid shit. (laughs) I love it, though. She's done public speaking and was a health-slash-fitness reporter for Fox, the 10 p.m. newscast. She attended the Survivor Thailand reunion. She's just kind of like, She's one of the people in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. She appeared in the magazine's Fitness, L, Muscle and Fitness. Wait. So fitness is her passion. Yes, correct. And Sports Illustrated for Women. That makes sense. She's incredibly strong. She is charismatic. So her trying to keep in the public public spotlight about something that she cares a lot about makes sense. Good for her. And for future reference with returning players, I usually try to keep the information limited to in between their appearances on Survivor. Ah. So, thank you, Tyler. That's good stuff. Also, Jeff Probst actually became good friends with Andrew after this season, so he kind of has a biased opinion on the Outcast twist, which is apparent by the fact that he's expressed a positive opinion for similar returning player twists that occur in the future. So that's kind mm, of funny. That is funny. Also, I think the vote count was done specifically to mess with Johnny Fairplay. That would that makes a lot of sense. Another sign that production really hated him. Oh, they fucking hate this guy. Yeah. Just a reminder, the current list of second chances people that we have, Kelly from Borneo, mm-hmm. Kimmy, and Jeff from Australia, and Andrew, Jervis. Andrew from this season. Jervis doesn't do second chances. Oh, Jervis does other ones. Got it. Correct. Oh, right. I think uh, Blood and Water or something like that. Blood versus Water. Correct. Yeah. Is that the first time we see Jervis? Yeah, I think so. I'm, my brain is not working <laughs> yet today. Anyway, thank you for that information, Tyler. From Josh. Josh, alliances based on gender slash race can and have worked. They usually fail because people make them too early, but can work mm. if people actually care about each other. Big Brother Canada 7's The the Pretty Boys and Big Brother 23's The Cookout are probably the best non-survivor examples. Gotcha. Okay. I, I would imagine that... Uh, alliances based on race would have deeper connections than ones based on gender. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not white, like you probably have a lot more shared experiences being mm-hmm. a specific race person of color in America yeah. that would bond you together more than 
the percentage, like let's, if you're a person of color, let's say you're, let's, let's say you're, uh, I'm trying to think of a previous contestant. Uh, or let, from this season, let's say you're Tawana and Austin. Like, mm-hmm. you have more in common than Tawana and Dara, probably. Mm-hmm. Because the experience of being a woman has obviously a lot of things in common, but is 50% of the population, roughly, or like 45% or whatever, as opposed to like 8% or 5% or I don't know demographics. But yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. My theory is that, like, when you do it based on race and based on gender the line is so like it's more clear to everyone else when these things happen Mm, that's true too when you're like oh oh i see this like i can visually see what's going on here now it gets messy when it's like all the white people banded together when there are way more white people in Survivor thus far. And also like, yeah, you're right. That would be most of the cast every season. Correct. And like, there's a lot. The demographics on that are are even broader, like 60, 70%. I don't know what percentage of America at this point is white or now. But the other thing to consider is actually what Burton says this episode a lot of the alliances we've seen up to this point are people that like each other and trust each other. And that is more fertile ground for having race, gender-based alliances. But what Burton says in Tribal this episode of like, you don't need to like them. You don't need to trust them. I think he just says trust. Mm-hmm. You just got to have a shared goal. Yeah. That becomes so much more important. Yeah. The interesting note there, the, the Big Brothers cookout is one of like the most famous alliances of all time. Wow. Just because it's, uh, sorry, spoilers for (laughs) Big Brother if you want to skip this. It's the first time that four people of color ever finished in the top four. Wow. Of Big Brother. And I think of any reality competition show like that where it's based on just like alliances. Sure. So, makes it interesting. Neat. Yeah. The title of the episode might be a reference to this James Bond quote. Shocking, simply shocking, I think. Yeah. Shocking. Simply shocking. shocking. Anyway, some comments from Rhino's Reddit AMA. Why did you hate Krista? Krista off-camera told everyone I stole the bread from the merger feast. I think I was fed up with her because she kept saying, Aw, Rhino, you're going home now. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Got him. I was so pissed. That's pretty funny, actually. Hey, Rhino, I heard basically they basically forced Austin to quit at Tribal Council instead of you guys just voting him out. Is that true? Well, we sat there for, say, three hours fighting with Jeff about Austin's torch getting stuff. What? Yeah. Holy shit, that's so long! We said we wanted to walk up and write his name down. I really think Austin is owed an apology. This isn't an easy game physically or mentally. Jeff made a point to make sure he was embarrassed. The funny part was OT didn't give a fuck, which pissed Jeff off even more. Okay, I kind of take back what I said last episode then about Austin needing to make his case better. Because if it was three hours long... He made his case. He made his case somewhere in there and they just didn't edit it in. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Also, can you talk about the twists? Mutiny, Offer, and the Outcasts. The Mutiny Offer was episode five and we were all asked if we wanted to jump ship from our tribes. Michelle and Sean looked at OT and I, so both Austin and I made sure to let them know we would be more than willing to have them come to our camp. 
as they made gestures to come. Prope says, hey, Andrew, what do you think about the Drake, uh, Drake being a part of Morgan? He says, anyone coming to this side will be the first out if we lose immunity. Andrew, you're a fucking idiot. I agree. That That's was... the stupid... Don't say the quiet part out loud. <laughs> Just, like, let the... If that's more cannon fodder for you to vote out. It's true. I don't know. Like, even if that is your plan, like you want them out, great, do it. But like, don't, don't say, hey, people, help. We're gonna fuck you over. Because like at that point in the season, Lil's already gone. So it's Austin, Andrew, T, Dara. They were down to. Pretty much their core alliance. I guess the only thing you were out there is that Dara did know she was the next to go and had been on the block. And so if two of them come over, it's three versus three. But I don't know, man. That seems like such a bad play. It was a bad play. I agree. <laughs> and then finally from Carl, the episode nine email from Carl. We have our picture of the episode. <laughs> it's, it's Sandra flipping off somebody. Sandra giving the big middle finger. I'm pretty sure it was Johnny Fairplay. It usually is. <laughs> A mediocre episode, yes, but the setup will definitely pay off. I agree that I think they didn't want to make it too obvious that they were voting for Rupert, so they all avoided putting coconuts in his bucket. So, I don't know, were they like, hey, we're holding off here, and we're going to get him when we can? That's my guess. I mean, even if they didn't have that conversation, you've now seen Rupert violently go after three people that tried to vote him out. So you don't, even if you don't know when you're going to get rid of him or if you're going to get rid of him, you don't want him to think you're going to get rid of him. You don't do it on the coconut chop challenge. He might take that coconut out of his tray and beat you to death with it. (laughs) The Krista, you're plain and simply a bitch is so out of the blue. Yeah. Apparently Krista told everyone that Ryan had stolen bread from the merge feast. Yeah, there you go. You guys are so on this. I'm, I'm, Proud of all of you. And had also kept asking him, you're going home. How do you feel about that? In a way that felt patronizing to him. So he was pissed then, but according to his Reddit AMA of eight years ago, they're good friends now. Oh, nice. I have nothing else. Sayonara. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Uh, thank you, everybody. That's all our emails for today. Much shorter than, than yesterday. I could have balanced that better, but here we are. That's okay. In number, it was pretty balanced. In content, content, it was not as balanced. And that's on me. Oh well. Bumper! Alright, so this episode came out on November 26th of 2003. A couple things that happened in the week between episodes. Georgian President Edward Svedart nods. I don't know. It's a Eastern European name with a lot of consonants. <laughs> Chevard nods, I guess. Resigns following weeks of mass protests over flawed elections. Uh, there was a big old problem in Georgia with this election. Um, and then five years later, Russia invades them. Georgia. Georgia on my mind. I remember being a kid and seeing... This is... that We'll talk about that in 2008. <laughs> but I remember being a kid and seeing that newspaper that was like, Russia invades Georgia. I was like... The state? Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> what? <laughs> the danger 
interesting that there's a trouble in election in the country of Georgia, and then <laughs> where we are right now, there's trouble with an election in the state of Georgia later. Yeah, there's probably an indictment coming next week. Uh, India accepts Pakistan's offer of a ceasefire in Kashmir. So, uh, India and Pakistan and India and China have constant border disputes. Mm-hmm. I only put this in there because have you heard of the current like agreement between India and China about their contested border area? No. So basically, they're not. Neither country is like officially at war, but they will fight each other. Oh, I in bet. that area. However, no guns allowed. <laughs> it is no way. for for real, and they enforce it. Like people, like they within the armies, they enforce it on each other because they don't want it to escalate into a full war. Mm-hmm. But like rocks, sticks, swords, they'll fucking go at it. They'll kill each other, but no guns. What? Yeah. That's so, like... It's, War is stupid, man. It is stupid. You might as well just be going down there and playing rock, paper, scissors and saying, all right, we get, a, we get an inch, you get an inch, or slap fighting. Like... <laughs> a line's got to be drawn, I guess. That's, that's where they drew it. Why is it always China with the messy border disputes and... Because imperialism. Well, correct. Okay. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it's not just imperialism when white people do it. Oh, there's a lot of countries that do imperialism. We just we just did it really good for hundreds of years. Yeah. And then, well, interesting that also China did imperialism, and then America did imperialism in China. And then Japan did imperialism in the 30s. Yeah. In China and Korea. And it's, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, the world is messy. Cubans are messy. Supersonic airplane, the Concorde, makes its last ever flight returning to Bristol, England. I feel like that's, like, for aircraft people, that's important. The Concorde, Flight of the Concorde, all that. I think it's a, I know, I know it's a song, but it seemed important. To ban. That is true. <laughs> the number one song is still the Beyonce song. Wow. However, movies I'm very excited for. All okay. Right. Number five, Master and Commander. Nope. Number four, Gothica. Never heard of that. Nope. Number three, Elf. Number two, The Haunted Mansion. Number the, one. The Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion. Yes. Oh, jeez. Number one, Dr. Seuss the Cat in the Hat with Michael Myers. No. Yes. So this movie is the movie that got Dr. Seuss, like the estate of Dr. Seuss taking away any movie rights from anyone and saying you cannot make any more live action movies of Dr. Seuss properties. If you have not seen this movie, pause this podcast. (laughs) I don't care what you're doing. Drop it. Go to the nearest place that you can, like, go to your to the nearest computer and watch this movie because it is a fever dream. There's a Michael Myers unironically says, "I'll kill you and I'll make it look like an accident to a child," while he is the Cat in the Hat. It's insane. It's unhinged. It's, it's absolutely unhinged. I watched it like a year or so ago, and I again, like, I watched it as a kid. I love and hate that movie so much. What do you think the reviews on this movie are, Stephen? <laughs> I can't imagine that it's going to be good, but it's going to surprise me, I bet. So I'm going to go, like, uh, a critic score of 43, audience score of 56. Wow. Audience score you're right on. It's 57. Yes! Critic score is 10%, though. Okay, that actually tracks better. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't... I'm so... It's so hard for me to, like... Yeah. A critic's going to say this movie is terrible, or anyone's going to say this movie is terrible. <laughs> I guess for critics, it's more likely that they're going to just bomb it. Yeah, I mean, critics are, are trying to tell you whether the movie is good. Mm-hmm. 
audiences are trying to tell you if the movie is enjoyable. Did I like it? Did I did I enjoy watching it? Did mm-hmm. I have a good time? Okay. I, oh my god. What a what a what a time to be alive. God. Cuz the, the Grinch movie is a good movie. Yeah. Like is it the best adaptation of the story of the Grinch? No. No, the animated movie exists. Yeah. But like it's a good movie. Yeah. This, on the other hand, they're like, hey, we got a funny guy to do the Grinch, and it worked out really well. Let's get a different funny guy to play the cat in the hat. And Except there's no real story with the cat in the hat. It's, dude, it's insane. Well, the cat in the hat is just like, it, it's, it's trying to teach kids, like, obey your parents. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, kind of. And so, I, I don't know what to do with that for a feature-length movie. Should we do the cat in the hat for the bonus episode between oh, between seasons? Put it on the list. Put it on the list! <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, anything else you got? Nope. Oh, the fever dreams. All right, then let's get into the episode. Episode 11, The Great Lie. Jared. This is the thing I had heard. I didn't know what it was, but this is this must be the abhorrent thing I've heard about that Johnny Fairplay did. This is pretty bad. This, this- is... Yeah, this is awful. <laughs> yeah? This is this is evil. I mean, so I have previously said, use every resource you have to win this game. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Fairplay went, hold my beer. And this is too far. This is, this is legitimately too far. Because you are playing on outside of the game things mm-hmm. to win the game. And not in a way that, sure, things happen. Honestly, you probably saw... No, I guess season seven contestants wouldn't have seen season six, would they? They might have. They might have seen some of it. I'm wondering if you saw Jenna mm-hmm. get kept around and then Possibly. win because of her mother's cancer. I mean, get, being saved from one vote because of her mother's cancer. And not mm-hmm. in a way that was like, she did not do it on purpose. It wasn't a manipulation tactic, but he's like, oh, I can use that. Yeah. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. This is gross. And this is something I hope that we don't see replicated or things like this replicated because once you start getting into the it 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 actually reminds me of africa where part of the conversation with carl was like we need to vote him out because he doesn't need the money Mm -hmm. and i'm like that doesn't fucking matter like it doesn't matter what's going on in the or even rupert's uh post game where he's like i could have really used the money sure yes everyone could everyone is here to win the same game Mm -hmm. your circumstances outside of the game should not impact what's going on inside of the game to, uh, as much as possible. And using something like this is so fucking disgusting. So we're we're in this weird gray area space of the world and the contestants don't think of it as a game as much as we do now. Sure. They they take things too personally. They they let real life bleed into this. And there's a certain level of that that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't... When the game is... You are playing it 24-7 until you are voted off, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, you're going to take things personally. Yeah. But to leverage a fake tragedy... That also... I'm surprised everyone believed him. I, I mean... How... There's no... 
We've never seen anything it's like true. this on yeah. TV before. Yeah. This blew everyone's minds. As like, it should. It. I'm sure there were like TV special. There were articles. I remember he, like watching countdowns of like the most explosive reality TV moments. And like this is always near the top. And I almost guarantee you production had a crisis beginning where they're like, what What do we do about this? What do we this? do? Because he just admitted to the product like he didn't keep the secret to himself it no. wasn't something he revealed after the show was done filming everyone on production knew mm. and the only reason i said i'm kind of surprised that they that everyone bought it was because every other season when something happens back home production tells them yeah and clearly production didn't know which is like whoa okay that's weird yeah. And Je- Jeff seems to think it's weird at the challenge. Yeah, Jeff was kind of caught off guard. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're jumping ahead. But I know, this is but such, it's, this it's is the such a, thing of the episode. It is the thing of the episode, so let's just get it out of the way. He, <laughs> they're in the reward challenge, everyone's loved one comes and they, <laughs> they, they play a game, as they always do, and John's friend is the is the person and he's like hey your grandma died well and actually it was goaded by johnny it, Fairplay. it was it almost seemed like he forgot that he was supposed to do this mm-hmm. and then johnny whispers him like hey how's grandma how's my grandma doing yeah oh no this was all orchestrated by johnny Fairplay, like 100 yes. percent. and he he tells him sorry your, your grandma died and then johnny goes into like Oh, oh no! And then goes back to sit down, and then Jeff's like, "What did he, what did what he say?" Yeah. yeah, you talk to your friend, you whisper to him, and then now you're all sad. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, my uh, I just got some bad news. My my grandma, my grandma died, and then he he starts crying. And <laughs> did you notice he never said the word "died"? No, I didn't. He he kept he was like my grandma passed, and then no, he didn't even say what happened to her. He just oh. he just he just made it so it was quote-unquote, too hard to say. Sure. And was like, my grandma, she... Uh, and then started, like, fake crying. And so everyone else filled in the blank, but he never actually said it. I did not catch that. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, pretty gross. Pretty... <laughs> so, like, he wins. Everyone kind of lets him win because... Like, <laughs> Sandra's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> you always feel bad. Well, yeah, everyone kind of piles on Sandra because of it, too. Yeah. So it's... It's wild. And then, like, the minute they're back to camp... They get to be alone at camp. They're so lucky that they are happened. Very lucky because I was my first thought was so they have to keep this lie going for a full day. Mm-hmm. And here's my thoughts on it because it to me, Survivor clearly does not like that this happened. No, Survivor does not want to encourage this to continue happening. So they acknowledge it. They show the scene of them walking down the beach and being like. Yeah, my, hey! my grandma's home watching Jerry Springer, baby. Yeah, and then we almost never talk about it again. Yeah, until the reunion, which we will talk about it. Sure. Uh, and one moment towards the end, when John's making his deal, and he says, "I swear on my grandma." Mm-hmm. But they could very easily have dwelled on that for much longer. Yes, and they could have like played with that and showed us more of like tribal council questions about that. And Survivor just wants to acknowledge it and get out of the way. I'm kind of surprised that Jeff didn't... Because Jeff knows he's lying. I'm kind Does of su- he? 
I, at, at the time, he definitely doesn't. No, no, I'm talking about at Tribal. Yes. I'm surprised Jeff doesn't lay into him. Or maybe he does, and maybe, like, lay into him, like, like not like, hey, you're lying, because mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to, they, I, mm-hmm. they're not going to do that. But trying to catch him in the lie, mm-hmm. maybe they do, and Johnny just plays it really well. But possibly, I don't know, because as much as production will, like, rib and kind of, like, get at you to, like, open yourself up to problems, they don't want to blow up your spot. Yeah. They don't want to be the ones giving information to send you home. Sure. Because if Jeff is like, hey, your grandma definitely did not die, uh, we have her on the phone here. No, no, of course, of course. I meant he's gone next phone. Yeah. No, I more meant like, hey, John, tell us more about how that day at camp was. And we, he does do that a little bit of like, but mm-hmm. like, what was your grandma's health like before you came here? Or like, you said it was going to be her or your friend. Was she was she going to be able to make it here in such bad health? Like, that was a part of the lie that I was like, ooh, nobody ribbed him on that. <laughs> like, your grandma was on death's door and she was going to make it out to Panama and do a challenge? Come on, man. Unless but, he's like, hey, it was pretty sudden, but no, he asks about it. So the, yeah. the implication being, she wasn't doing that well. But yeah, but then again, you also, if you have a, if you have a heart and a soul and you don't know that he <laughs> does not, you want to be respectful of his privacy, so yeah, I get it. of course. It's all in all, we could talk about this for a long I time. I know, it's so fucking disgusting. It's it's messy. And, and it's, I was just starting to not, I was I was still hating Johnny Fairplay the person, but I was like, Johnny Johnny Fairplay, the game player, is kind of entertaining. Yeah. Now, what's crazy to me is I, I do know that Johnny Fairplay comes back. I don't know in mm-hmm. what capacity. I don't know for how long he's on the show. Okay. I cannot believe they bring him back after this. You gotta cash cow, you gotta bring him back. I guess. <laughs> Well, Jeff just the episode one, like of him being back against Jeff's will. Jeff just brings out a machete and starts chopping at him until medical test <laughs> medevac him from the game. I have so many thoughts in my head that I cannot say, Jared. <laughs> I am waiting, waiting to say them. Uh, okay, do you have any final thoughts about this before we move on? No, and this is I, I kind of like this format, by the way. Uh, of this kind of happened. This is a obviously talk, much talk the big thing. Well, when so, when something big that has to be addressed happens, not just trying to plug it chronologically into the episode. That's kind of what we did. Obviously, very different conversation with the Thailand incident. Yeah, and that's I kind of like how we handle that. Okay. So let's keep doing that. All right, you heard the man. <laughs> okay, so this episode starts, and we're walking back from camp. Everyone's kind of like upset about this, and then we notice. Hey, there's a bucket of fish here. Well, no. First, we get Sandra yelling at John. Oh, of course. And then the bucket of fish. And then the bucket of fish. I guess that is important. So, everyone kind of like, what the fuck? Where'd the fish go? We had a bucket of fish. Like, that Rupert caught the afternoon he was voted off. So, everyone's like, well, clearly it's one of the people who are pissed that Rupert's gone. Yeah. So then they they kind of like rip into Sandra a little bit, but Sandra fights back. Sandra's like, I was here the whole time. Yeah. I was literally yelling at Johnny Fairplay, when did I have time to do this? Yeah. And then by process of elimination, they're like, oh, it must have been Krista then. And just like rip her a new one. And like it continues on into the next day. They keep ripping her a new one. It continues the entire episode. Yeah. I was, I for until Sandra confesses to it, I was like, did production do this? Which I, I would have never thought until the granola bar incident, 
And I was like, they wouldn't do that. But, or would they? But would they? <laughs> yeah. And as we find out, Sandra's the one who did it. She got back to camp first and like immediately went and threw it away and then came back and then was like, oh, well. From Sandra's telling of it, it sounds like she wasn't trying to dump it. She was trying to hide it. Hide it, yeah. And tripped and then was like, oh shit, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And then so she's like, well, if I confess now, I might be in trouble here. So I'm just going to let Krista take this one. Sandra's so good at Survivor. Sandra's very good at Survivor. Also, uh, John's getting really cocky. Mm, tell me more. And that will be his downfall. Or this incident will be his downfall. He talks in confessional. He's like, yep, uh, Krista did it. And for that, she will be punished. Mm. And it's like, you don't, you can't speak with so much authority. However, Johnny Fairplay's superpower is being malleable. Mm, yes. So he can be cocky for a day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, he can go right back to being like, all right, let's cut a deal. So I guess it doesn't really bite him. <laughs> Do you feel bad for Krista here? Yes. Uh, yes, obviously. Yes. Because there's nothing she can do to prove it wasn't her. Correct. But it wasn't her. Her one downfall here is that she like went back to the shelter to grab something. To put her canteen away. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, how like how, how would, would you, you know? know? How yeah. would you know that someone threw the fish out and you would be blamed for it? Literally wrong place, wrong time. Yep. And so it looks like Chris is probably going home this episode. Yeah. Right? 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 So in the morning, <laughs> we're hunting for the fish. We... Find it in the bushes. There are crabs all over it. They're eating this fish, and everyone's everyone's pissed. Chris is like it smells crying. terrible. Yeah, it smells terrible, and <laughs> it's like what a mess. What an absolute mess. Chris gets to the point where she's like, "I want to go home, and I want to see my man. It sucks being here right now." Which that's the way that they tie in. That's your transition. That's baby. your transition. So we get into the reward challenge. It's an interesting challenge. It's walk the plank, but you're not the one walking the plank. It's your loved one walking the plank. This is my favorite version of the family challenge so far. Ooh, why? First of all, the theming. We've talked about it all season. The theming of this season is so good. Mm -hmm. And it's not actually putting the family members in danger, but it's simulating danger. It looks like it, So it does pull pull your heartstrings a little bit. I also just love the matching... uh, the the uh, newlywed game style of like both write down an answer and then see if they match. That is fun. It it it's less pressure on one side. Like it it seems like a shared responsibility going Correct. on here. And too bad Johnny Fairplay fucking ruins it. <laughs> it does take a little long, in that we we miss a lot of the questions and it, they like front load showing us a lot of the questions at the beginning and then they show they we hear Jeff talk about a couple other questions. Mm-hmm. But we don't get to see the answers. And I thought those questions were more interesting than the ones he asked at the beginning. And that was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much content in this episode. Yeah. That they, they had to condense it down somehow. Yep. And usually those long question games, they're going to be the brunt of that. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of the questions. Well, actually, I'll run down our, our roster here. We had Sandra's husband, T's friend. Yeah, that one was odd. It's her high school sweetheart. Another friend. And another friend. And we've talked before about these and that not all relationships are created equal. Mm-hmm. And that is very apparent this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, so it, Have Dara and her boyfriend ever met? 
Like, do they know each other? <laughs> and, like, T and her friend, like, they obviously don't have the same knowledge as, like, Burton and his mom. Yeah. But then again, you gotta remember, it's a big burden on the family members to come out here. Yep. You have to take at least a week off of work, probably longer, if you're gonna come all the way down there. Yeah. So a lot of them probably don't have jobs or have jobs that let, or that are very flexible. It's not like everyone who's... You have to have the health to travel. You can't just drop everything. Um, so I, I understand why not everyone's, like, closest person to them is able to make it down. But it also makes the game a little weighted of, like, did you get the person closest in your life or did you get your high school former high school sweetheart slash friend? Yeah. It's... It, it leads to games where you're chopping people. Mm-hmm. It, it leads you to points where you're like, well, that's just your friend. I'm going to get that guy out first. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, just a, a, a weird little quirk in the system there. Burton's mom, Will's husband. Lil is so wholesome. Mm-hmm. And her husband is exactly who I'd imagine he to be, him to be. And... I would say she is the most charming person I would not want to spend even five minutes around. <laughs> Dare's boyfriend, Chris's fiance, and F- John's friend. Weird that they put John's friend last. So there must have been some inkling that he had big news or something. Maybe. Because usually you put like the biggest heartfelt one last. That's true. Yeah, maybe he, he told production... Or maybe I have, I have maybe, news to share and it's bad. Yeah. It had to be something. Had to be something. Very strange. Unless they like reordered it because they're not standing directly next to. That's true. Yeah. They could have they could have done it, edited it. If I went back and like studied frame by frame, like, is this person there when they say it? Like, we could get into that, but I don't know that it's worth it. So yeah, we have everyone. We're doing the newlywed match game. And then they jump into the ocean behind them it's when they're eliminated. Fun. I was genuinely concerned for Lil's husband. Yeah. Like, he's older, he's kind of a bigger guy, and you're jumping into the ocean from about 10 to 15 feet up. I'm sure they told them ahead of time, and I'm sure that they had... In this case, they, we, we saw Austin almost drown, but I don't think that they are naive enough to be like, alright, these... These civilians in normal clothing are don't need any type of lifeguard nearby. These people that we did not health check them to force them to do this game. Like, mm, yeah, maybe we should have some help. Yeah. So they had some interesting questions. Like they asked their nickname, which is like, that's pretty bottom of the barrel. Yeah. That's the, the warm-up question. <laughs> did you catch Dara midway through the challenge when they've gotten, like, every answer wrong, where she's like, we're going to need to have a talk when we get home. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. She says something like that. I think it was the cornbread and milk answer or oh, something like that. Yeah. Or no, it was the modeling answer. Yeah. It was when he says nurse and she says model, and she's like, we're going to have to have a talk when we, we get home. We got to, you got to learn some about me here, bud. Yeah, I think that was probably the end of that relationship. <laughs> Uh, favorite meal, dream job, what could make them lose this game? What quality trait would make them lose? Favorite genre of music. Okay. Okay. What trait could make them lose this game was the only interesting question in there for me. I agree. I think dream job was kind of fun. That's true, yeah. Because it, it's one of those that like people don't talk about usually. Yeah. Sometimes they might. If, if you have a very one-track mind person, 
Like you could absolutely have that conversation, but that's not a conversation that I have with my parents every day. Sure. All right. So we we go through the game. Giant fair play wins. We we know this. We we talked yeah. about it, and they get the whole beach to themselves because apparently the twist of this game being everyone else has to go spend 24 hours on a different beach. That's insane to me. Why? I don't know. And we don't really see them on that beach. It's just like, it's like, ah, it sucks. And then we jump cut. Yeah. I, was this a last, no, it couldn't be a last second thing because Jeff had a machete and matches Mm -hmm. ready. So I don't know. It's, it's, the lamest version of this we've seen. It feels weird. It feels weirdly like they were trying to get to the point, like, oh, obviously the one of the couples is gonna win. We want to give them like this romantic night back at camp, and then maybe we can use footage of them like snuggling up and indicate, ah, uh, yeah, they maybe had sex. I don't know. It seems weird. All of yeah, it's weird. It's all Johnny made it weird. <laughs> Johnny made it weird. Survivor made it weird. Survivor made it weird. Yeah. They made each other worse in this <laughs> challenge. So, yeah, that happened. We jump cut. Everyone's like, it was miserable. We spent 24 hours in an overnight with, like, no shelter. Yeah. And, like, they're not going to build a shelter for one day. No. They probably just, like, slept under some trees. God. How poorly thought out. It seemed a little bit like they're throwing twists in there to throw twists in there, and they didn't have a reason to. Agreed, and also like a reward for one person then became a punishment for everyone else. Correct. And that's not the point of a reward. No! Especially, like, blindsiding people at the end of the game with, no, go away. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you say that up front, ah, God, it's such a mess. It's a mess. Anyway, we get back, and Sandra's... Talking to T. Sandra's getting in T's head here. Okay. This... Sandra's insane. Go on. In the best possible way. Sandra's so fucking good at this game. Uh Let's lay out the series of events here. The strongest person in her alliance gets voted out. And I said last episode that she, she was... It seems like she had a hand in it. But the way she acts when she gets back to camp, I don't know for sure. Or if she was just trying to cap... Like put a warning shot on Johnny Fairplay, that's actually now a little unclear to me. But regardless, she comes back, she dumps out all of the fish, manages to take no blame for it, mm-hmm. causes a big blow up at camp to which she faces no consequences. She talks to the other people in Johnny Fairplay's alliance, Dara and T, and goes, hey, they're coming for you. Yeah, you should Fairplay. side with me. She's had a secret lookout spot where Johnny and Burton talk every night that she's been listening to them, (laughs) brings the person there to be like, look what they're doing, gets zero votes at Tribal, and then gets the person that she got on her side eliminated. Santa's great. Holy shit. (laughs) And guess what? Is going to get no blame for it. Mm -hmm. Next episode, she could take Dara still. She could grab Dara and maybe Lil still, and I think that probably the reason that T goes home is because T probably would win in a final two against most people that are left. Mm -hmm. Dude. Sandra's amazing. Sandra's playing this game hard, man. She's playing it hard, but nobody knows that she's playing it hard. Correct. And she is the the quintessential nosy mom. (laughs) 
Like the the I'm gonna go in the bushes here and and listen to what's going on. This is like this is this is such a mom like nosy mom move. What's shocking to me is that with all the cameras and people following, is that nobody overhears like, hey, someone's sneaking up on us. Yeah, I wonder if part of that is I don't know how loud the ocean is. Right, ocean's loud. And also, if you hear somebody, first of all, Johnny and Burton are very cocky. Yeah. And if you hear something in the woods, I mean, I don't know what kind of wildlife is around. And also, like you said, camera people. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there's footsteps back over there. Like, I think I heard something, but that's probably just a cameraman. All I can say is this is going to be the last time we have people sneaking around and looking for information. And John and Burton, why do you need to go and talk about your plan every fucking night? Mm-hmm. I just got done complimenting you last episode, being like, the five of us, cool, nobody talked to me. And now you're just laying on the beach being like, I can't wait to get rid of the other three, it's gonna be the two of us, and you keep manipulating T, and it'll work, and she's just sitting there listening! Never get cocky. Never get cocky, and don't talk at night. I mean, you can talk at night, but know that you have to find an open place where people can't hear you. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she's so good man yeah so it it, it gets messy where, where T's like oh I'm hearing that and they're talking about getting rid of of T and it's smart for Sandra to be like T should hear this instead of having to believe mm-hmm. it from me she can hear it from their own mouths mm-hmm. so she listens she brings it back to Dara and then they're like well we gotta get Burton out let's get Burton out and then goes to all the other people goes to Krista goes to uh Sandra goes to a little bit Johnny Fairplay. Yeah, I think that is the thing that fucks her over as well. Yeah. I agree. Just don't tell him. Yeah. You just heard him talking about how he's manipulating you. Why? You don't need him. You don't need a man. Yeah, I mean, actually, <laughs> yes, you're right. Yay. These, the, the women could just stick together. They don't need Johnny Fairplay for this. Correct. Ugh. Yeah, there was no point in roping in Johnny Fairplay. Anyway... Immunity challenge happens. Speaking of messy, we have a word yeah. scramble. So what we have is we have three words, Survivor Pearl Islands, and you have to find as many words in those words as you can. And you could make three, four, five, six, seven plus letter words. Yeah, you need a certain amount of each of those. Mm-hmm. No plurals, no proper nouns. It has to be English. Correct. And you get one shot. Yep. If your board isn't correct, you're out. That's it. And so, we get into a situation where Krista finishes, she calls, she doesn't get it. Yep. T calls, it's not correct, she's out. John calls, not correct, he's out. So we're down to three. And you had to spell all the words right. Correct. Which is crazy. I mean... I mean, I get it. It's a word game. It makes sense. It's just like... Anyway... What's weird is that in other, like, word or puzzle challenges, they allow them to have multiple shots. Like, they're yeah. like, hey, that's not correct. Fix it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, game continues. I don't know why that this is the one where they had to say, no, you're out. Like, they wanted to make it higher stakes? Did they think this challenge wouldn't hold up? Maybe. Or maybe they were worried, like, if you tell them that, like, I guess, yeah, but Jeff could just, I was going to say that they, like, he'd be giving away something by being like, nope, this word's wrong. But he could just say, nope, a word's wrong. Something's not correct. Something's not right. Maybe they were worried that 
how long it takes Jeff to look over to things. check it. Yeah. I don't know. It's... This challenge is flawed because it's there's so many ways to answer it, and it's relying on Jeff in the pre-internet era to know the spelling of all of these words and get them right. There had to be something happen in, like, the testing of these games. Because they test all these games yeah. with, usually with, like, production staff. And something had to have happened where they're like, no, we need to make it one. And I think that's it, is that him taking too long to check the words... Because, like we said, human error, and yeah. we have a problem here because Burton calls. Jeff's like, yeah, you got it. And then they leave. I think it's longer than Survivor shows us that they have left. Like, yeah. They have been gone for a while. But... I think a, a member of production staff or like a cameraman was like, hey, that's not spelled right. Yeah. Which also, he, okay, this is a weird thing with like subjective word games too, right? One of the words is it has to be in English. Mm-hmm. Liaison is not an English word. Liaison is a French word. Now, we use it in English all the time, mm-hmm. but it's not technically an English word. And that's where you have to get rid of the subjectivity in these word games, which, I mean, that one's not a big deal. Yeah. But there's just so many ways this challenge can and eventually does go wrong. English is such a messy language because we, we borrow from every other language. Yeah. Like, we just have to. Yeah. And that's just the, the nature of languages is... You don't have a word for that. Oh, well, they have a word for that. Let's use that word. Yeah. Oopsie doodles. So <laughs> Jeff calls them back and they're like, hey, we have a problem here. You see what I'm looking at? This word right here has an I in it. Liaison, you missed an I. So we have a problem. Burton, you're out. The people who were out already, you're also still out. The three of you that are left, we can't use this puzzle anymore. Yeah. Because you've seen and probably talked about the words already. So we're going to do another one, but it's going to be a one minute, get as many as you can. This is fine. Yeah. It seems like they had this planned anyway, because there was a moment when people start dropping. I was like, wait, there's a chance that nobody wins this. Yeah. Like every single person could try and be eliminated. Correct. And I was like, what do they do then? And this might have been what they had in their back pocket in case this happened. That's what I would hope would happen. Yeah. Unless they just say, you didn't guess, you win. (laughs) Nobody gets immunity. Well, (laughs) would they do that? I don't know. I don't know either. That would be weird. Yeah. Okay, well. So, (laughs) we we get to the end of our one-minute time trial... Dara beat Sandra by two words. Sandra had two more than Lil, and so Dara wins. Good for her. Our first female immunity winner here. Yep. This season. This Which season, is correct. A, a bit disingenuous, because I think Burton's won every other immunity before this. Yeah. So really, it's the first non-Burton winner. And Rupert. Rupert. I don't think Rupert won. I think it was given to him by Burton. You're right. Yeah, so it's just Burton. Yeah. Only Burton. And so, obviously, because he's such a challenge beast and almost won this time, Burton should go home, right? Right? Well, well, about that. So, we have this whole thing lined up. We're taking out Burton. But then, we kind of go back on it. We're, we're not quite sure what we want to do here. Uh, Sandra and Krista, they talk... John kind of tries to reel everyone back in and tries to fix his mistake. And, like, he is, for for as diabolical as he can be in this game, he's very good at re- reeling it all back together. This is what I meant when I said that 
Johnny Fairplay was not trying to get rid of punch him in the face. Johnny Fairplay is somebody who fucks around, but is amazing at getting out of the finding out. He is very and good at it. Because he can... He knows what he's... He knows that he's being shitty. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't go up to Sandra and be like, hey, listen, like like a used car salesman. <laughs> I just kind of forgot about that. Uh, like a used car salesman and is like, hey, this is a good deal for both of us. I don't really want to do it. It's a good deal for both of us, though. He drops all the shit, kind of mm-hmm. similar to Rob with Matt, actually. Mm-hmm. And is like, you have no reason to trust me. Yep. Uh, you owe me nothing. You owe me a bunch of middle fingers. But I think we should do this. But And I'm relying on you. And y- you do it if you think it's in your best interest. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. And... And they take him up on it. I don't think... I think that's a mistake, personally. Mm-hmm. But... Okay. Describe... Why Why do you think it's a mistake? There is a chance that Burton wins every single other immunity challenge here to the end. I agree. That was the reason you wanted to get rid of Rupert. Mm-hmm. What, that you and Krista had pontificated getting rid of mm-hmm. Rupert. So why are you giving Burton a pass? Are you less concerned that Burton can is a hands-down winner in oh, the yes, Bible? Oh, yes. Obviously. Okay. Rupert would be a hands-down winner. Burton, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think Burton has a really compelling story mm. now. And to say, like, I got voted out, I came back, I won all these challenges, all of that, is quite a good final tribal council speech to make. Yeah. Do you think that the the being voted out and coming back, is that a black mark? Like, do people look at that and say, you can't win? I don't know. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Because clearly this twist left a bad taste in some of the contestants' mouths. Mm-hmm. So, maybe. Andrew's not in the jury. That's fair. So... <laughs> you got a good point here. <laughs> so, that's one person that is, would we would know the answer. And we don't know how anyone else feels about this. Yeah. So, then we get to Tribal Council. And everyone's talking, it's chaos... We talk about the fish again. We talk about the grandma story again. And Johnny Fairplay is like, hey, last few days have changed me, man. I'm not, like, feeling super up to being goofy and, and schemy. Yeah. I mean, Jeff asked the question of, like, would you stab anyone in the back to win this game? Yeah. And... Before, yes. Before, yes. Not now. That is diabolical. That is... That is so... I would feel so much differently if something had actually happened mm-hmm. and Johnny Fairplay was doing this act versus manufacturing it himself. If it, if it was, if his grandma actually did pass and he was using it like this, mm-hmm. I'd be a little skeeved out. Yeah. But I'd be like, okay, use, use what you were given, but like to manufacture something from the outside that didn't happen during the game in this act of like, I'm a changed man now. Ugh. It kind of works, though. It does. He's very good at it. I still... God, he really does manage to save Burton's ass. I <laughs> I still don't think Sandra and Chris are going to trust him, mm-hmm. but they don't have to. They don't have to. No. And that could be the final four. And, uh, like, Burton's big speech here is very interesting, where he's like, hey, you don't have to trust someone to form an alliance with someone. Yeah. It's and revolutionary. I, it, it's a... It's a great way in speaking to us as an audience saying, hey, why are you doing the things that you're doing? So many people can say, from a couch perspective, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. But he's like, this is the way it is. Like, 
if I want to win this game, sometimes I have to trust. I have to trust someone who is not trustworthy. What's crazy is that Sandra's so good at maneuvering that she went from her and Krista being on the bottom mm-hmm. to the top with nothing changing in the tribe. Mm-hmm. Like just with her getting someone on her side that then she backstabbed a day later. And I do wonder if her going and getting Johnny involved in this is what made her go, what made Sandra go, okay, I can't trust her. And like the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Yeah. Tawana went and told Johnny and made a move and didn't tell Sandra and Johnny came right to Sandra and also she's lived with him for 35 days or whatever it's been, 31 days, I don't know. It's really interesting. I'm so excited to see the next episode. So Tawana's voted out. And T deserved better. Yeah. There's a lot of happy birthday wishes, but you're right. The uh, getting Johnny Fairplay involved was the kiss of death. Yep. Like, you don't do that. Just shut up. Just, I mean, all you have to do is rope in every single other person other than Johnny. You already had, you don't even need Lil. You already had your four. You had four versus three. Yeah. Don't. Shut up. Just shut up. No. Can't make me. <laughs> Which is crazy because she was so good at shutting up last episode. <laughs> yeah. So, Tawana is voted out. And this is the last we see of Tawana. That's a shame because she's a great personality. Yep. Got dealt a bad hand. Yep. Admittedly played some errors, especially yep. in this episode. But I actually think Tawana has a range of outcomes of being a possible winner. I really like T. I yeah, think me too. I think she's good at the game. I think she is uh, a fun personality to watch. Mm-hmm. And like from, she was, she struggled through all of the shit that like Andrew did. Yeah, but we didn't hear her like complaining and complaining. She was always the guys. We can do this. Like bring it together. Yeah. And then when her back was against the wall, she was trying to make a move. She's a little like it was Chris- the wrong move. Yeah, she's a little like Krista to me in that. She, except, well, Krista came in Amazon, in my opinion, to be an advocate and a role model and never thought, sorry, Christy, yes, yes, and never thought she could win. I think T came to the game thinking she could win, but it's like she got farther than I think she thought she was going to in the early stages of the game and then was like, oh, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And tried to, (laughs) did the Mac from It's Always Sunny approach. I... Uh, I I just play both sides, so I always come out on top. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not even going to go there. Like, I think she was given an opportunity to make a move, and the people around her were playing some 3D chess, and she's like, oh, let me make this checkers move. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. She, iron sharpens iron, and Sandra and John have been frenemies. 30 plus days yeah and she's trying to jump into the middle of that and be like oh yeah okay Mm -hmm. so i okay so i know what's going on here and i can align myself with sandra but oh i can bring johnny in on it and they're just both like let's just stab her in the face (laughs) let's uh let's take this out before this becomes a problem and she's probably too likable to yeah like i think that if you have if you're if you're choosing to go up in the final two against t or burton i'd rather be against burton i agree so, T doesn't come back. T doesn't play Survivor again, but 
we do have a quarantine questionnaire from T. Okay. Uh, she has been married for three years and has a daughter, a golden retriever, and lives in the suburbs outside of Chicago. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, super cool. Continue my career in pharmaceutical sales, currently working as a training manager. Uh, her biggest regret was pulling John aside to tell him that the girls were sticking together and yeah. we were voting out Burton. Trying to be honest got me voted out of the game. Correct. That, that'll do that. <sighs> Feels like meh about her edit in the show. Like the first half of the first episode was BS. It edited me to look loud, obnoxious, and demanding when in reality they edited out the, edited out the initial exchange that caused the scene's argument in the first place. What the viewer doesn't see is that at the back of the store, an employee and I were amicable, and she, after selling me the pot, continued to help me shop. When I was leaving, another employee stopped me, requesting that I pay for the pot I already paid for, and for more than the original price she paid. After trying to explain that I already paid for this, she insisted I give more money. The viewer doesn't see any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were trying, they were trying to do two things. They were trying to tell the story of... Sandra being so good at the village mm-hmm. and Morgan not. And then also they gave her the loud black woman edit. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Coming back, it struggled with the, the healing after the show when that body took, it took a toll on her body. Mm-hmm. The bug bites and scratches on her legs were so aggressive and visible. I didn't wear shorts or skirts for almost two years. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. The living conditions on this season, as far as food goes, seems okay. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Morgan and, you just don't, <laughs> and you're incompetent. Yeah. But the actual, like, fauna and bug life and all of that is a problem. If we have multiple people now being like, I had staph infections, my legs were fucked up for years, like, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, buddy. But she loved every minute of, of doing this. She hasn't watched the show in a while, but did watch a few of the, like, around 30s area. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, if you could make one change to any aspect of Survivor, what would it be? Sounds like the editing could give a more accurate portrayal of things. However, drama and controversy sells in reality TV. So it's part of the problem. Also, you're condensing three days of footage down to 45 yeah. minutes. So she would absolutely play again if she was ever asked. Cool. Yeah. Who is your protagonist of the episode? It's actually a pretty ensemble-heavy episode. It is. You could make an argument for Johnny Fairplay or Sandra. Yeah. But I think it's Johnny Fairplay. I agree. And he's both the protagonist and antagonist of this episode. He is all of it. (laughs) So yeah, that's all I got. Anything else you want to say? No, I said that... uh, Well, I guess yes. But I said that... uh, (laughs) No. He proceeds to speak. I will be brief. This is not brief. (laughs) Uh... T, I said that T has the range of outcomes of a possible winner. I think that she is probably somebody that always makes a merge. I just don't... I mean, sure, anything can happen. But I think more often than not, she at least makes a merge yeah. and has has the ability to go all of the way. She just made one mistake. Yep. Sometimes in Survivor, that's all it takes. Yep. Especially when you have someone like Sandra who's incredibly opportunistic. Yeah. Bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Jared, what you, what you got going on this week? You... Baldur's Gate 3! That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that, that no, tracks. I'll do other things. Uh, my volleyball league starts up again tomorrow. Oh, nice. Um, what else do I have going on? 
I think it's the last week of my directing class. Hey. If you're out there listening and you run a theater, please hire me to direct your productions. <laughs> hire me, please. That'd be nice. I'll take that too. If you need an actor, hire me. <laughs> you're already hired. You have a gig. We'll continue to hire me. Sure. <laughs> this is a 10 show run. Oh wait, that's it? It's it. Wow. Yeah, so if you want to see uh, Shrek the Musical. <laughs> They're doing... The audition process was longer than the run. I, I agree, yes. If you if you want to see Shrek the Musical, uh, I will be in it in December in Chicago. So there you go. That's what you're plugging. There you go. That's what I'm plugging. For you, what are you plugging? Hire me. <laughs> Hire me to do theater, please. Hire me, Seymour. Okay. I'm just going to do my own with Blackjack and Hookers. Nice. I think that's just a casino. Yeah, forget the theater. <laughs> Casinos also have theater. For my co-host, Jared, this is Steven. For my host, Steven, this is Jared. Why do I always end episodes on an exasperated note? Because that's my whole vibe, baby. Bye-bye! That's what I do to people! <laughs> <laughs>